Welcome to the Grace-Filled Food Freedom Podcast. In this podcast, you can expect to be inspired and equipped to ditch diets, eat well, and let your light shine. Every time you listen, you can expect practical tips straight from the Word of God that are going to get you on the road to food freedom today gooey bites of deliciousness that will make you shimmy in your seat because you know that God is speaking directly to you. Are you ready? All right, grab a fork. Let's dive in. In this episode, we're going to talk about emotional eating. Maybe it's felt like emotions are driving your car, so to speak. In fact, they're driving you through the fast food joint or plowing you towards the refrigerator when really you know that food is not what you need. Before we dive into how to change those habits and how to make mindful choices so that you're not quite so drawn to the fridge in those furious moments, I want to start with talking about good emotional eating. Yes, you heard me. (laughs) See, we tend to categorize everything into black and white, good and bad, it's okay, it's not okay, should, shouldn't. We have so many rules in our mind that it feels like no matter what choice we make, on some scale, by some perspective, it's a wrong one. And when it comes to emotional eating, there may be situations in which you rightfully choose to eat outside of the context of hunger and fullness. Have you ever eaten outside of hunger or fullness? Do you know anyone who has no food issues and yet they may choose to eat when they're not hungry in order to participate in a celebration, enjoy a special breakfast that their child made them? so on and so forth. You see, it's not a rule. These are concepts that we're going to learn and which I'm going to encourage you to use on your own, to use that beautiful brain that God has given you to decide in certain situations whether eating within the context of hunger and fullness is something you want to adhere to because it's really important to you or if there's some flex and flow. And as you probably know, we can tend to be a little bit easier on ourselves when it comes to these particular topics to the point where we may be making excuses. And that's not what I want to point you in the direction of. However, I want to also loosen the idea that to eat for something emotionally is always bad because there are very few things that are always right or always wrong. And those, my friend, are in the word of God. And these areas that have a little bit of gray to them, that's where you're led by the Holy Spirit. So the first thing that we want to do to start sort of taking back control of our emotions for our eating is to stop judging ourselves. I know you're really good at judging your own behavior. In fact, you probably say a lot of really unkind things to yourself. Things that you'd never say to a friend or probably even a perfect stranger. And when we have our minds so filled with negativity and always searching out the problem, it's really, really hard to learn. And so I would encourage you when it comes to the area of emotional eating to step back and let go of judgment. Now, 
if overeating has caused you some pain in your life, emotionally, funny how that works, right? We eat to escape the emotion and yet the eating itself also causes some emotional pain. If overeating has caused you emotional, physical, mental, spiritual pain, I want you to imagine the pain which you are trying to escape by eating is probably actually more intense than that. Let me revisit this in another way because that was probably kind of confusing there. You're eating to escape something that you perceive as more painful than the pain overeating has caused you. Ouch. (laughs) Whatever you're running away from, whatever you're afraid to feel, something in your past, something in your assumptions, something in your mind has built it out to be such a fearful, anxious, worrisome, uncomfortable, painful, right? Trip to the dentist kind of experience that you're willing to sacrifice that pain that comes after overeating in order for just a moment of reprieve. So I want you to understand that you have good reasons for overeating. Now, are they true reasons? Probably not, right? Not when they're filtered through the word of God. Are they things that you still believe are good reasons to overeat? Probably not, right? You've grown a lot since you started these habits and since you turned to food out of necessity. Until you give yourself the time and space to really think about it, you're going to have a hard time learning about what's really happening. Now, I understand that that can feel really overwhelming. Oh my goodness, I have to have this all figured out to stop overeating. And that's not the case at all. Listen, you have the Holy Spirit within you. The Holy Spirit knows everything about you and he will reveal to you what you need to know when you need to know it. So you can take that burden off of your own shoulders and truly cast it onto him. But it is important to start taking baby steps into freedom. And that begins with identifying a little bit about what possibly maybe could be happening in those moments that you choose to eat rather than seek the true solution. I would encourage you to grab a journal, piece of scrap paper, and over the next couple of days or even a week or so, jot down a little bit about those moments when you get stuck. When you choose to make a food choice that you sure wish you hadn't, but you did anyway, write it down and try to identify one, two, three emotions that went along with it. Note the time. Note if it was a certain place. Then I'd like you to start looking for similarities. Are there common things that you struggle with? Maybe it feels like you're always out of control with food and it's never going to end and it happens from morning till night, right? We could be kind of dramatic. But when you start to take note, it becomes clear that it's just the afternoon when things kind of get really hard or after the kids go to bed or maybe it's less time oriented and it's at the office when the snack room is empty and everyone's left their uh, treats and sweets there. Maybe it's on the heels of disappointment, sadness, stress, overwhelm. Oh, all these things sound really uncomfortable, don't they? 
But until we identify the common threads, we're kind of just taking a shot in the dark. And what I'd like you to do is have a slightly educated shot in the dark. Once you see a couple of commonalities, then it's time to get to work. And this is where our brains will be so happy. Because when it feels like you're not making any progress at all, you can reassure yourself that you're in fact doing something. Do you have the golden egg and the magic solution? No, but you're working toward freedom one thoughtful step at a time. So once you identify either that common time, place, or emotion, and begin to dig into the scriptures and find a verse that really speaks to you. I mean, go on Google, Google Bible verses about comfort, Bible verses about anger, Bible verses about sadness. It doesn't have to be a perfect fit. And this is time well spent reading the word of God. And look until you find a scripture that you can really grasp onto. They call it a rhema word, right? It's not just God's word. It's God's specific word for you. Now, don't be perfectionistic about it. We don't need to wait for heavenly lights to shine down upon us, but find something that's pretty meaningful to you and start with that. Write it down on a piece of paper, put it on the screensaver, on your phone, get it in front of your eyes and begin to tackle this problem behavior, right? This emotional eating challenge by renewing your mind with the truth of God's word. Then I'm going to ask you to pray about it. Put aside a little bit of time each day somewhere in your schedule that it can live and get done consistently. And this could be in your morning Bible time. It could be when you're showering, commuting, going for a walk, changing diapers, preparing dinner. And I want you to pray about this one specific thing. Lord, I ask, God, after the kids go to bed at night, would you fill this home with your spirit? Would you give some strategies on how to really endure kind of what feels really uncomfortable and to seek it with you, right? Code it in prayer. <laughs> Have you ever done that before? Well, let there be great hope in your heart when you realize that there's some additional strategies that you can try that are really based on the truth of God's word. Then you're going to create a plan, not a perfect plan, just a plan to get your feet moving forward. And it's kind of like a if, then. If this happens, then I will do that. This also makes your thinky brain really happy as there is something to grasp onto. If I want to eat after the kids go to bed, then I will read a scripture, wash my face, brush my teeth, and then decide if I want to eat or not. You don't always have to take the food out of the equation. In fact, sometimes it's nice to still leave it as an option so that we're willing to actually try the strategy that we've introduced. However, we want to put a speed bump into those normal routines that we've created. If you want to tie it into emotion, it could be when I feel anxious, when I notice that my heart race is increasing, when I notice that my thoughts are going thousand miles an hour, when I'm, I get a little klutzy when I'm anxious, when I'm getting klutzy, right? When I'm spilling things, dropping things, like I'm just too wired to be effective, then I'm gonna just go sit on the couch for five minutes and breathe in the peace of the Holy Spirit and breathe out my anxiety. It's a if 
then. If this happens, I know exactly what I'm going to do. And you're going to do this for a week or two until you have a little bit of data about how this works for you. And then I want you to go back to your detective work and add something new to this process where you can slowly start to chip away at the emotional eating. Not that you force yourself to stop eating, but that the desire and the necessity to turn to food to meet emotional needs begins to dwindle a little bit at a time. Oh, and P.S. Are you exhausted from fighting binge eating? Whew. I know how it can just drain you to always be stuck in the middle of a food fight. And the fastest way to get exhausted is to fight the battle on your own. And the truth is a binge, well, it never happens in a peaceful environment. So rather than fighting the darkness, turn on the light. That's why I wanna share with you my binge proof action planner, which is gonna help you put feet to your faith and creating a purposeful, peace-filled plan to overcome binge eating. Download it with the link in the show notes. Oh, just one more thing. If you have a moment, could you please, pretty please, with a sprinkle on top, go and leave us a podcast rate and review? When you do that, it's like sprinkling a special podcast fairy dust on the grace-filled Food Freedom Podcast. It lets Apple and all the other podcast apps know that this is a very helpful, very relevant podcast, and it will show it to lots more women just like you, women who need hope and need food freedom. Do you mind? Awesome. Thanks. I really appreciate it. Well, it certainly was lovely to spend some time with you, sis. I hope that you're enjoying a taste of food freedom. Now, if you're looking for more of an entree, I'd love to officially invite you to my Platinum program. It's a six month deep dive, start to finish program that is going to immerse you in God's word and God's plan for food freedom. You can find out more at gracefulplate.com forward slash platinum. And while you're there, be sure to get on the waiting list. It is the most fun, most practical, most productive time you'll probably ever spend on a waiting list. Be sure to check it out. I'll see you there.